Welcome to the Brick Business Show, where we talk about Lego investing, Lego reselling, entrepreneurship, and how people all around the world are using the thing that they love, Lego, to create an income and build a business. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another interview. And this is a very, very special one because it's not just one guest here. We've got two. We have William and his son, Liam, here, who are both Lego investors and absolutely crushing it with Lego investing. So I'm really excited to uh, to get this going and to, to kind of learn more about what you guys are doing. Um, before we jump in here, the first thing is, you know, and this was, this came about because uh, William is part of my membership and we were kind of chatting and he mentioned, uh, he introduced Liam to the group a couple of days ago and let us all know that uh, he is bringing his son along for the ride with the Lego investing journey. And I just was really inspired by that. I think it's phenomenal. I don't have kids yet, but that's exactly what I would love to do uh, when I do and kind of inspire my children to learn about business and about Lego investing and all this great stuff. So I think this is going to be a fun one. Really excited. So guys, welcome uh, to the show. How are you? Good. We're excited uh, to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for this. I'm pumped for this. Liam, how are you? Uh, good. Kind of nervous. Nervous for, for being yeah. on camera? Yeah. There's there's nothing to worry about. It's all it's all good. If if uh if we say anything we don't want, we can cut it all out. That's the beauty of uh, <laughs> of editing. Um I love your hat. That's that's the most cool hat ever. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to learn about your love for Lego because obviously from the background here, uh you're not just Lego investors, most, you're most also Lego fans. Sorry. What was that, Liam? Most of the sets I uh, built, like I have the Darth Vader's castle, uh, huh. I built that by myself. Yeah, completely on your own? Mm -hmm. oh. Well, Phenomenal. not really on my own, but most of it. Like the stickers, my dad always helps me with the stickers. Yeah, the stickers are the annoying part. Yeah, they should just <laughs> make Lego prints. I love it. The UCS you Slave 1. Yeah, I help with the UCS Slave 1. Mm-hmm. You've got some of the large Technic sets behind you there, some of the helmets. Let's see. So he's got, this is the kind of the display, but we have a bunch more that we just can't find any place to display them. And then he's got stuff in his room. And then one day we'd like to build these up here. They retired, you know, the last two years, last year. It's hard to do the phone. I'm sorry. I apologize. The phone's like reversed. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we had a lot of fun building that IKEA furniture with Home Depot trim and paint family project and then you know they've he's got a few of the shorter shelves that our three-year-old can't get to uh they're you know the uh he can get to so he keeps some of his smaller stuff on there <laughs> yeah. so we have three sons and uh they all love lego in their own way one of them's into duplo and then the other two are into lego and uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it's a whole Lego, a Lego family. And how, where did it all begin then? So William, did you, um, were you a fan and then kind of brought your, your kids into it or was it the other way around? Your kids got into it and then you saw the appeal as well. I would love to say that, you know, I've been a fan forever and all that, like everybody else seems to say, but uh, I, I, that's not the truth. It's this guy right here got me into it. So I kind of vouched to never have Lego in my house when I was, when we started kids, because I thought it would be a mess, you know, and mm -hmm. I wasn't that into it. Um, and then as he started to get them for birthdays and Christmases, we built them together and had lots of fun. And I saw the cool, I've always been a big Star Wars fan and I thought it was so cool with all the stuff they had. So we started collecting a little bit. And then as we collected, he got more into it. 
and struggling to get to the straight A mark. He was really working hard, A's and B's, and to pump him up and get him motivated, I offered to get him any Lego set he wants because we never buy the big ones. And he happened to do some research and found a... Ghost, the ghost. Was it the old ghost? Yeah, it was no. like for 300, 500 It was very... I couldn't believe it. I said, why? We're watching Rebels in here. How is this set like $500 or whatever? And he goes, I don't know, but you said you would get it for me. So uh, <laughs> and I was I was intrigued. Then we went down that rabbit hole. Thankfully, he did not make straight A's, but I, he got really <laughs> close. So I hooked him up with a, I, I still hooked him up with a really nice set. I gave him the Bespin Duel, I Am Your Father. Ooh, Bespin so, Duel, okay. I'm open still, and he has it. It's one of his first Lego sets, I guess we could say. But uh, yeah, so that's, he, he, um, he introduced me to the world of uh, Lego investing in a way. And then I found you and many others. And I chose, you know, to kind of focus on your path and stuff. And it's been really good, man. Um, awesome. Things have been fantastic. It's really changed my family a lot for the better because it's very fun and interesting journey for us to, to all enjoy. Even my wife gets, at first I have to admit, you know, she was like, you're crazy. And, <laughs> and I, I was very transparent with her and, you know, um, so, yeah, I stopped contributing at work and started contributing to this. You know what I mean? For my, <laughs> for my 401 kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's exciting and fun. It's a daily thing for us now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I just love the, 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 you know, the family business approach mm -hmm. to it, you know, and, and you mentioned that your wife is, is kind of getting interested now. That is an area that I see a lot of hesitation for a lot of new Lego investors is getting your spouse to understand what you're doing. It's not easy, of course. Um, but let's just take it back a second because, Liam, I'd love to know about w where you discovered Lego or do you remember some of your early Lego sets and what you were excited about when you first started with Lego collecting? So, like, my first ever Lego set that I got? Or or even just some of the early ones. What were you first or even what themes were you first interested in? My first ever Lego set was a Star Wars Lego set and it was from Phantom Menace. Oh, great. Um, and the Duel of Fates, I think. Yeah, the Duel of Fates. It had Qui-Gon, Young Obi-Wan, and Earth Maul. Sadly, yeah. that got destroyed by my baby brother. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's still here. We just yeah, we're still trying to find this. the pieces. I have Darth Maul, and I only have Darth Maul, though. I'm still trying to look for the pieces. You got to rebuild it all. Yeah. And so Star Wars, has Star Wars always been one of your big uh, favorite themes? Yep, all time. Mm. It's definitely one of the most popular, I think. And, you know, um, the, the great thing about Star Wars is that you have so much different variety because you have the ships and you have the, you know, the, the playable sets with the different minifigures. And now they have the dioramas and the helmets and there's just so much going on in that world. So it's a ton of, ton of fun. So um, when you first started introducing your dad and, you know, your family to the Lego sets that you wanted and different things, you did. You weren't Liam. You weren't thinking about values of the Lego sets, right? You weren't. You didn't care what they were worth or what the value. Yeah, was. You I, was, play with them. I was really young. Like I was like five years old when I started getting into Lego. So it was your dad who realized how much they were worth and what the values were. Yeah. Um, he did. He was uh, actually watching uh, retired sets on YouTube before I ever was, <laughs> because yeah. that's how he. He discovered uh, some of the Lego sets. That yeah, I mean. and he—that's he wanted several Lego sets that were. He knew the value that you couldn't find these sets in the store. 
And when I told him anything, he went down that rabbit hole and was like, I want this one, or maybe this one, or maybe that one. And they were all 500 plus sets, big ones, like UCS, Ewok Village and stuff like that. Yeah, I asked for that one. And I thought they were rad, you know. So they we were, found out how much they, they were. They were fire. But, I mean, they were untouchable, you know. It's like, okay, uh, I'm not going to buy that. Let's go to this Lego store instead or Walmart. Uh, so Liam, you knew what you were doing. You realized that the set had retired. You realized that the that it was more expensive now, and so you got more. Were you? Did you get more excited about some of those sets because they were harder to find? Yeah. It's amazing it the way that works, right? They would be rare. Not that much people would have that. Mm -hmm. Yep, and it makes you want it more, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why the values go up, right? It's because so many fans, they still want this stuff. And when the, when the, um, when it becomes harder and harder to find, then it even increases value or the, it, it increases the desire even more from the fans, right? And it makes us want it even more when it's really, really rare and really, really hard to find. And so how many years have you guys been actually investing in Lego sets, buying Lego sets while the, to hold in sealed boxes while values go up? I think I started buying in um, late 21. And so right. I, did, I really ramped up in 22. So, yeah, some of the, some of the, like, um, you know, I have a lot of Barracuda Bays and yeah. some of the other cool sets that retired around that time frame when we really started, we, we started slow, you know, um, just kind of easing into it and learning as we learned. And then, once I realized the value of it and I was capable of selling it, you know, um, I started to pour volume into it. But I used to I used to put money in, in uh, the stock market. I had, um, um, you know, basically I had a couple jobs and saved up some extra money, put the money in the stock market, let it grow. I really had some extra money sitting on the side. And we just sold a home. Um, and then that's when the stock market crash for COVID happened. And so all that money that we had made off of our the sale of our home, I poured into the market and that just turned up, you know, and then when it um, and that's when I started getting into more into to Lego. And then we took that profit at the right time. I wouldn't say the perfect time, but um, and we just slowly poured it right into it. I mean, I even I did some other things that probably wouldn't be recommended and and I wouldn't recommend it to other people, but I felt comfortable doing it. But uh, my wife left teaching uh, in the classroom and she now teaches online virtually. But when she did that, you know, she had a deferred comp and stuff and that she had been contributing for years. And um, that really helped us to get to the volume as well as the investments during uh, the stock market crash. Um, so we took her deferred comp that she wasn't going to be able to touch for what, 20 years or something? And we poured it into Lego last year, just all of it. We wow. just went all in. And uh, because we were already making sales and seeing success and picking winning sets and all these things, and I thought, hey, let's do this. You know, it's like there's no risk without, there's no reward without great risk, you know? So I, 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 we, just, we made the decision to be a little risky and go full steam ahead. And we put all our life's work and savings into it. And uh, paid. so we grew really fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're we've got a lot of volume now. So yeah, and you know, you told me before we went live that things are going great for you, and so it's really great to know that those big bets paid off, 
and or they're still paying off. The story is still being told, of course. Um, but I want to make a quick pause and just point out something that you just said for anybody who's watching this. Um, you know, William obviously went big on this very, very quickly, but not before learning how to do it, right? So, you know, you you studied the game first. You ease your way in in the beginning. And, you know, it's very easy for people to kind of see the big steps or the big leaps that you, you ended up taking without realizing that there was a bit of a buildup to get to that point. You started making sales. You started seeing success. A lot of people don't even get one cycle of hold time and, and sales in before they start going too big. And so you made sure that you were kind of, you know, easing in until you were you felt like you, you knew what you were doing. And then you can leap the rest of the way in. Um, so, you know, I think that that's just an important caveat or, or distinction to make for anybody who is also thinking about doing things with 401ks or, or um, sale of home profits and different things like that, because we're talking about going pretty big here. Yeah. And I, you know, times change too, because uh, next year could be very different than this year. There could be a whole lot more people doing it. We don't, we're not even aware of, and the market could afford, could just be, you know, the, the supply could be so huge. So, I would say if I had another windfall like that big somehow, I would I would probably not do that. I wouldn't go double down on all in again um, just because I feel like, you know, we're where we need to be and we're, we're comfortable. I just yeah. did it because, you know, I had it to risk. I, we were okay with our lifestyle and I was willing to risk our extra for it. I wouldn't yeah. recommend anyone doing anything like this with um, – and that they're counting on that money, you know. We were, we 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 are felt like that we were young enough that if we were to lose it or something bad happened to it, that we could recover. And you know, with our our regular jobs, and you know, at least we had something to show for it. It wasn't just a mm -hmm. you know blind stock investment, you know. So it was the the real issue was whether or not we could move it and we could sell it. So. Yep. Amazon, we needed to make sure that we could successfully send uh, bulk to the warehouse and sell it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we just couldn't keep up with everything. You know, after this, I have a baseball game. I mean, a baseball practice and I have another baseball tomorrow and another event. And my we're, we live very active lifestyles with our children and we needed to be sure. And we tested the waters enough to to feel like the timing was right. And we went we went pretty hard on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the great thing about Lego investing is it's not a passive income business. If anybody tries to say that it's a passive income and you can just put money in and walk away, they're lying. It does involve a lot of work, as we all know. But at the same time, it's less work than a lot of other e-commerce type businesses, right? If you wanted to sell books on Amazon or you want, which, you know, I've done, if you wanted to sell comic books, you wanted to sell Nike shoes, there's going to be more work because there's going to be more turnover needed. Where because the value, the inventory doesn't go up in value, but with Lego sets, we have a hold time. So you buy and then you hold for a while. That naturally reduces the the workload, while also uh, helping with the risk factor and helping to increase your profits. So uh, you know, I think it's one of the better types of businesses you could be running with a, an active lifestyle and you know with. Uh, with baseball every day and everything. Like that. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's really great. You know, I, I used to sell on eBay, just random stuff I would find. Like I said, I was in a Star Wars before. So, you know, Black Series stuff, um, you know, uh, the vintage collection, all those are pretty hot. So I would buy one or two extra after the stuff that I collected. And, you know, that was really tough to sell one by one on eBay 
and deal with customer service and to just kind of not know if that's going to really make a lot of profit. I didn't really make much doing that. And I used to buy also, I also used to buy years ago. I've had an eBay account for probably longer than 10 years. Cause he's 10 years old and I was doing it before him. I was, when I found out I was having a son, I got so excited. I went through all my old vintage stuff and I had to complete some of my star Wars collections so I could play with them as soon as he got here. And so I discovered uh, a lady selling stuff on eBay that was pickup only in New Jersey and I'm in Texas. So I thought, oh my gosh, no one's bidding on this. What a deal. And so I actually, um, it was like opening bid was $99. I bid on it. Another guy bid on it. And then I won it. I bid again. And then I called up, actually before I bid on it, I called a shipping company that would like move, not shipping, move a moving company. I said, hey, I just saw y'all on the maps. Y'all aren't far from this location. If I, uh, I sent them the listing. I said, how much would y'all charge me to go pack up all this stuff and move it? He said, oh, no, hundred bucks. So I said, okay, you got it, hundred bucks. So I bid and I won it for like $101. And I got a room full of stuff of Star Wars vintage stuff. And uh, I started piecing through it and selling it. I, I, had, I had, I probably got like a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff, but that took a lot of work to sell all that, make that couple thousand, you know? And then I had to ship it, pay fees, everything else. So really it's probably worth $500 and I spent, you know, a hundred hours on it. But I learned how to work eBay a dozen years ago and, or, you know, 11 years ago. And I learned that that wasn't a good way to make money doing it. And I started venturing into other things and trying to flip and sell other things. And then, so when this, you know, kind of full circle back to when we, we discovered his deal, I was super intrigued and like, Oh man, I got to learn how to do that. I got to figure this out. This is perfect. You know, this is perfect for me to sell just like I used to. I kind of give up doing it. And, um, it was just too much work. And then this proved to be now that I've been doing it for a while, it's so much easier than something like that. Buying stuff that you find a deal on, hoping that it's going to be in demand and then selling it later for a profit and not knowing whether they're going to replicate it or whether it's going to be relevant later or whatever. So uh, this proved to be just perfect for us. Yeah. 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 I've been able to buy a hundred of a set instead of, you know, one little toy and having to, you know, create listings for everything. So can you walk me through, you know, when Liam showed you values are going up on these Lego sets and everything, what was the next steps for you, right? So you kind of, William, you looked at some of the values, you started realizing what happens with Lego values and different things. You started thinking, this is something that we could maybe, you know, invest in. Was at that point you went to YouTube and started researching or did you start buying right away or how was those first couple of months? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't probably buy anything for a few. Yeah, a few months. Uh, just just started watching anything and everything. Really, I just I listened to it a lot on the way to work. That was when I had free time and and um, you know most of the the videos on YouTube you can just listen to them mm -hmm. and they'll talk about which I would just YouTube um, Lego investing, Lego retiring this year, stuff like that, and that's when I found you and several others. And just started kind of learning in the, you know, discovering the world of retired Lego. And um, and so I just started educating myself with whatever anybody was willing to put on YouTube. And then, um, you know, that was probably in August of 21. And, you know, so fourth quarter was coming up. People were talking about fourth quarter a lot. I didn't really know about it. They're like, it's you know Super Bowl of sales for us. Right. And then. 
So I've, I, I bought a few things. I bought a few things and, um, you know, that's when I bought some Barracuda Bays and stuff like that. And, uh, but I even bought, I think I bought, that's when I really started buying stuff. So it was probably a few months before that, that I was actually into it and researching. But when I started and Lego had actually put on their website, retiring soon, there was a ton. I've never seen more sets on lego.com's website of, uh, retiring soon. And yeah. it has the Bugatti and the, you know, all these really awesome sets, T-Rex rampage, you know, big set. Lots of beautiful sets that I was I wanted to have personally, and then I started looking them up and seeing how long they've been on the market, and finding out all these you know brickset.com different websites that would offer information about how long it's been on the market. So I started to figure out too really quick that obviously if it had been on the market for a long time or it looked like it was going to be duplicated or you know a lot of that I started gathering was important from you know. But I was also prone to making some mistakes and I did make some mistakes. Like I bought some tree houses and I bought some other sets that didn't retire and I ended up selling them for, but I got them on sale. So I ended up selling them at a small loss. It wasn't a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it was good for us to, to make some mistakes. And I bought Dom's charger too soon. I've got several, a bunch of those and I'm just sitting on them and I can't wait to get rid of them, <laughs> but yep. I should have sold them a long time ago. And so I've made my mistakes and I've, and and I think I would have made a whole lot more if I hadn't taken my time and learned, uh, you know, educated myself the best way to do this. And I knew that we, I, I didn't think I would go as hard as I did on it, though. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and it wasn't until, you know, when you have faith in something, you have 100% faith in something. And and, um, and then you become it becomes a passion as well. And then and you enjoy it. And the next thing you know, your kids are into it with you. And... They're like, hey, what about this one? This one just came out. I'd love to get it. I said, we're not buying that set for two years, dude. <laughs> but it's so awesome. Yeah. Like the new Ghost that came out. Oh, I'd love to buy the Ghost and Ahsoka's yeah. ship and all these other cool sets that are coming out. The Ventador, as soon as it hits the market, I want to go buy them all. But I, I won't. I won't. I'll buy them in two years or whatever. And then and yeah. I'm going to buy stuff that uh, I don't necessarily really want. And because I'm doing my research and know that it's going to be probably profitable later. Love it. Yeah, and really, I mean, it's it's a trajectory of realizing that the things that you were nervous about, maybe you don't need to be nervous about. So when you first discover Lego investing, you might be nervous about, um, you know, the storage space needed. And of course, we do need storage space. But when you solve that problem, then, you know, you'll start to realize that there's ways to solve that problem, right? It's not, it doesn't need to be a blocker. You might think about... Uh, oh, do all Lego sets go up in value or just some of them? And how do I avoid picking the bad ones? And then you have a you pick some bad ones and then you get your money back when you sell them and you realize, okay, that doesn't need to be a big blocker either, right? It's sure, I, I'm not going to pick all the right sets, but it doesn't need to be a deal breaker if I pick a couple of bad sets because I can usually make either my money back or a small loss and everything else more to make up for it a lot of those concerns that you might have early when you start discovering this thing this this stuff will start to fall away after a couple of months and you start to realize how to solve those challenges and different things and then after you've knocked down a couple of those hurdles going big makes sense to me right it's at that point you see the success that's possible and it's proven by numbers that's the great thing about it it's proven by real numbers because now you've had a couple of months of actually watching some sets in retirement seeing the values going up so i'm guessing early 2022 for you was kind of fun because now you're actually seeing those 2021 retirees growing in value and you start to realize okay 
these YouTubers were not making this stuff up. Like this is actually happening right now. Yeah. So, uh, um, Liam, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you when it comes to um, the the reselling business. Do you help your dad to pick what Lego sets he wants to invest in, or what um, is that a part of, that you're interested in when it comes to keeping them sealed and you know for the values to go up? I mean, I guess. What What do you help your dad with in the business? Well. What you said, I help him a little bit of that. I find out what's uh, like being good to sell. It's about to retire and so it's doing good. We keep an eye on things throughout the year, and, right? Uh, yeah. But you help when I get inventory in. We yeah. Have, we unpack. We unpack. I help mm. put uh, the, what do you call it? Mm -hmm. Oh, the pillows, the air pillows? No, no, the, the sticker things. Oh, the uh, the FBA labels. Yeah. The little oh, wow. labels for FBA. He does that a lot. He does a lot of those. Uh, he also hope, unpacks. Yep, and tons of boxes. And then after about a year or so, um, you know, he came to the conclusion that he wanted to invest as well. So he was, you know, I was showing him, oh, look at this one is worth this much now, and he's just jaw dropping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he can't believe it. Even even his original set that uh, the Duel of Fates. What it's is? Like, yeah, it's a three hundred. No, it's a hundred something, I think. But no, it was probably dollars when you got it. It was twenty-five. Um, but, $25. but you know, and he he's the kid that wants to do a lemonade stand. He's the kid that looks at something and wants to make money out of it. And he wants to have his own business on it. He has the the fire in him for entrepreneurs. You know, he's gonna. I we look for him to be the one that's gonna be successful in that arena so i coached him a little bit trained him up a little bit from what i've learned on with you guys because i've had a lot more time uh, to 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 educate myself and after a while he saw the light of you know hey he's got a piggy bank and it's like hey uh we let them tap into their piggy bank before we went to disney and i said hey you buy whatever you want at disney with your piggy bank there's no point in keeping it till you're 20 years old so let's see what we got and they he actually um, had a bunch of money in his piggy bank, like a hundred dollars, and then he went to he went to um, Disney. We went to Disney, and he saved his money through all that, through the whole trip, and he had his eyes on a um, expedition sh Lego Ex ship, Lego exploration ship. So this is the first set he bought with his own money. Let me just take this over. There. So that's the first set he bought with his own money. Oh, oh yes, okay. Uh -huh. So he loves that one. He plays with it. We've had it in the bathtub. We've had it in the swimming pool and stuff like I that. lost a couple pieces. Uh, yeah. And then we got him this one for Christmas. So he built that. Um, this I earned. And then. Yeah. And then some money that he earned by helping us do some work. We, I sold him one of the Darth Vader's that I had, which I told him anything we have in stock as a family that they can have it at cost, right? I'll never make money off of my family. So, uh, you know, he waited and bought that from us for whatever I got it on sale for. And then, you know, we've kind of built some other sets and other ones we're just buying and setting them up. Uh, that was a gift from my wife for Christmas. So we love that. And we set up a bunch of stuff for Christmas every and year. And Halloween. And Halloween. We do have a lot of seasonal stuff in the, in the house that we set up. <laughs> we have fun every uh, season here. But so- Amazing. 
but 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 yeah, basically Liam here has decided that you know he was gonna take instead of buying sets with his money that he wanted to invest his money from now on into sets. So uh, you know, basically we have a chore list around here. If he wants to go pull weeds, he can earn, you know, five bucks. If he wants to go take care of the doggies do in the back, he can earn five bucks. If he wants to do this, I don't force him to do anything. Uh, we kind of do contract work around here. So if he's willing to do his hard work and uh, aside from clean up after himself and his regular duties and his chores, then he has the ability to earn some extra money. And he's wised up and learned that he would like to invest with that money for the most part. Uh, he's, I think his investment journey is now where he's in like five or six sets that most of them have doubled and he's about ready to sell them now. And he's committed, said that he's committed to doing what, what are you doing with that? I'm going to keep uh, doubling my money. <laughs> try to double our money. We're going to give him a chance, but yeah. we're going to make try to make good decisions with it, right? Mm -hmm. And then the extra money you make on the side now, you can just spend on and make yourself happy, right? Whatever you want. Or give gifts to your brothers, right? Because you're, you're big time now, right? So, so you're going to sell the sets that you invested in for double. You're going to take that money back and then you're going to buy more sets with all of that money. Is that right? Yep. That, and then hopefully you'll double it again. And if you keep doubling it like that over the next couple of years, then you're going to turn your piggy bank money into a lot more. Yeah. I love it. That's <laughs> so impressive. And what do you want to do with all that one day? I don't know. What'd you say you wanted to do? We talked about it. Well, I mean, when you're like 17, I might have enough money if I keep doubling it. Uh, to... What are they called? To get a slingshot. They're three-wheeled cars he wants to buy his own okay car, that's so. that's my dream car that would be amazing just keep doubling it <laughs> and liam how do you pick the sets that you invest your money into do, does dad help with that or do you decide for yourself which sets you want to put your money into so i kind of like watch videos with him on like what's the best sets that are retiring like the top picks and i get his opinion and then I give my opinion and we kind of decide and then I decide I'm going to get like this set or that set. Amazing. And so you think about, do you only buy sets in, in the themes that you are most familiar with? Are you looking specifically for Star Wars sets or do you think about all of the different themes? <laughs> yeah, I have mostly Star Wars sets. Okay, because you know what you're doing there, right? Yeah, and they're really popular. It's like the most second most popular thing, I think. Mm. And so, um, and then when you know what you want, so you're making the decision on which sets you want to invest in before you see them on sale. Is that right? You're doing it like before, and then you're waiting until you see a good price. Is that right? Yes. Wow. And my dad, also, my dad also tells me when I should send them out. Okay. Or I Send them out like when he sends the same like I sent out, or I should wait. Is so, mean for selling? I'm doing mine around Christmas. I'm 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 including his with with when we send a shipment in. So yeah, you know he's got a bunch of um or he's got you know seven five three one six the uh, Man. Mandalorian Starfighter. That one's Ooh, okay. And who's that got in it? Gar Saxon, the rarest minifigure in there. Yeah, okay. he only comes in that set. He's pretty pumped about that. Did a lot of research on it and. You know, 
so I made him do his research. I, I'm not doing this for him. I'm not just giving him freebies over here. He's going to learn what's a, what makes a good set, what doesn't. So he's done his own research a little bit. And then I've given him the option to just purchase from us because we have a you know reseller certificate. We get tax free, stuff like yeah. that. So I just... I have them on the shelf already and, I, and I'm, you know, how much money do you have? I have a hundred dollars, you know, okay, well, this is this much, this is that much. Oh, I'm $5 shy. Okay. Well, here's a list of work that needs to be done around here. Or mm -hmm. I can bunch of money, and, but you can't spend it. And so, <laughs> so he's, he's doing his research and due diligence, I think, and um, learning the concepts. I think that's most important, Yeah. you know, and, the, and just the concept of, you know, kind of buying assets. Right. And, and not liabilities, the basic mm -hmm. rich dad, poor dad, right? So I've, I've read a few of his books and uh, I, I hope that I can pass on the knowledge. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. It's so impressive. And you know, with the way Liam's talking about his, his Lego picks here, shows that he's actually been putting careful thought into it. So Liam, you mentioned the, the, the rare minifigs and different things. How do, you, how do you do that research? How do you know about the rare minifigs? Is that... Um, is that something that you do just for your investments or were you always interested in minifigure collecting? So, yeah, I kind of liked in minifigure collecting and how, like, I I started to, like, look at other Mandalorian, like, for instance, when I found out that um, Mandalorian Starfighter had Bo-Katan and Gar Saxon, which those are pretty rare characters. Yep. Uh, I started looking at other Mandalorian sets that, um, might have those Mandalorians, but I found out that they didn't. So I'm like, that's that's a good set to invest in. I'll tell you a secret. I also invested in that set. So I think you picked a good one. Yeah, my that that's probably my best one there. <laughs> good job. Yeah, so he's got right now, what he's got on his desk in his bedroom is... Uh, um, Brothor. You got Brothor. Yeah, that Go ahead, also... name, name him. So I have Brothor, um, New Asgard. Uh, Brothor is a pretty um, rare minifig. Uh, I've got Bespin Duel. Bespin Duel. Bespin uh, so you're keeping Bespin Duel sealed? Yes. Oh, wow. But okay, that's, that's already gone up in value a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. he gifted me it. That's his gift. He didn't make straight A's, so he didn't get the $500 set. He made A's and B's, so I cooked him up a little bit. <laughs> well, Bespin Jewel is what, like 160 or something now? Yeah, it's, it's like gone a bit. And I, mm. I, I have, we have like three of them. I didn't get very many of them. I did buy mm. some uh, TIE Fighter helmets, though. So that lucked out. Those Too bad he good. didn't. Um, <laughs> they were already, uh, yeah. Like 300 bucks. But he's got uh, several Star Wars sets. And, um, you know, probably the only one that didn't really do well is the. Um, Seven six two hundred Brothor. Yeah, okay. that's still like thirty bucks. It's still yeah. It didn't really. It just kind of hung in there. I but that's good though. It's a it's a good lesson for you. You're not just doubling down every time. So we're gonna hold on to it, or maybe even sell it, and then buy some more stuff. I'm, this I'm year. probably gonna hold on to it. You wanna hold on to yeah, it? Yeah, just in case it might go up. Um, mm. I've also got the Forge, the Mandalorian Forge, because it also has Paz Vizsla, which um. I hated to see that scene where he died in the Mandalorian. So that means he's going to be a really rare character because he only comes in that set. And also the armor comes in that set. Yep.
Mm-hmm. He he pretty much chose he chose some good sets based off of the rarity of the minifigures. I could tell he was just it's amazing. He, he was looking and he knew that they'd never been out before and that they were only in this set and he liked them a lot. And we did some research and it, it yeah. oh exclusive too. He liked that they were exclusive and so he yeah. made some good choices. Yeah, and, and the, I that the and I knew which ones were better and which ones weren't. Because I had some sets that weren't so good, and I was willing to sell him anything out of our, you know, and I didn't really persuade him. If he wanted to buy, you know, something else that wasn't looking too good, in my opinion, maybe shouldn't have bought, I would have let him do it just to, just to, you know, so he could know and do the research he needs to know better. Um, so great. It's so great. Um, William, I'd love to learn a little bit more about, um, I guess, almost like your kind of approach to teaching your kids about things that are a little bit, you know, that could be conceived as a little bit complicated when it comes to Lego investing. Of course, we're talking about things like return on investments and the numbers and different things. Um, some of the things that I've heard here has just been absolutely amazing with, uh, you know, kind of easing him into the world of investing money and making his money want to grow by using Lego. And it's just perfect for that. Um, but I guess, did you always know that you wanted to do this and did you have, kind of some um you know before lego investing came along were you also kind of trying to teach your kids about money and about saving and about you know just personal finance in general has this always been a goal of yours to do and lego just is the perfect vehicle for it or what are your thoughts on some of that um i think just you know mom and i have always been trying to steer these guys in the right direction as far as responsibility. We don't want them to feel, I don't ever want to feel like I'm spoiling my children, you know, but I want them to have nice things, better things than I grew up with. You know, I didn't, I, I personally didn't grow up with many toys or Lego. All my toys could fit in a, uh, I remember I had a, a play school football. It was a big football, plastic football and everything I had fit in there and a lot of more hand-me-downs and, you know, I wanted more toys and more things, but we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. And so uh, I don't, I'm excited to offer that to my children, but I also don't want to, um, you know, spoil them. So, yeah, we, we try to figure a way. Um, and I, I've, you know, learned a lot on YouTube and TikTok a few times, you know, different videos that are parenting tips. And I think the best takeaways were, um, you know, instead of telling my children they, they don't need something, it's like, um, you know, they're welcome to have it, but they've got to, they've got to earn it. They've got to pull their weight and there's work to be done around here. And if they're willing to do it, then there's reward in that. So hard work equals reward. Uh, they got some contract work around here available for them if they want to do it, um, aside from their regular stuff. And then I feel like we kind of just came into that. And then, you know, we used to go by Starbucks for instance, and you know, we're in target or whatever, and there's a Starbucks there and they walk by and they see these, cake pops oh my gosh i gotta have the cake pops i gotta have it right now oh my gosh please 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 well they're like five bucks um i'm sorry i'm not paying 15 dollars for all three of you to have cake pops but you're <laughs> welcome to use your money if you feel like trading uh weed pulling is worth a cake pop and they're no 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 and once they figure that out that the value of that um they just they passed on it and occasionally we might you know, once a year, we might have given them a cake pop or something like that, right? We, we treat them the same, th- some things too, but they very much have a feeling of earning, um, you know, I don't want to tell them, because uh, the sky's the limit for anyone and everyone. 
And if even as a child and they need to know that they can earn it and whatever they want. And, you know, within reason, I'll coach them if they they're trying to pick on something. I'm like, don't don't waste your money on that, please. And then so I kind of coached Liam here into, hey, man, you've got this money in your bank, in your piggy bank. And I remember when I tell you all those little dollars are like your employees, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not working for you. They're just sitting in the piggy bank, just hanging out. Yeah, and I'm the boss. And I'm yeah, you're on the boss. You earned them. So what are you going to do with all your little worker dollar bills? You're going to put them to work. How are you going to put them to work? Get me some Legos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lego equals moolah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So we've just learned a lot from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, several, and none of these are really, I have to admit, are not really my original ideas. I've kind of picked and pulled from a lot of uh, wise people out there that I think have been parents and learned the best way to do things. And we just kind of formed it into our buffet of raising our kids the best way we can. I'm sure one day I'll be able to pass on something. I pay it forward to somebody else having kids in the next generation. But I think he's doing well with it. He's being responsible. And even now, just, just recently, with my youngest, my next one up, he's seven, is talking about buying lego for investing now yeah because he's because he sees i think maybe the thing we got going on and so he's like hey dad what about you know what if i do it and i'm i I don't really feed him that yet because i don't think he understands the concept and i'm not just going to blindly do it for him i need him to learn i need him to have the ability to figure it out for himself and make his mistakes and and kind of be there to, to catch him when he falls a bit and i just think that's the best teacher right and it's just uh he needs to be hungry for it he needs to want it he needs to be passionate about it and he needs to be willing to put in the work and get educated and make mistakes and learn along the way and hit a wall and and climb over it and go around it and do whatever he has to do and that's part of the journey of, of, of success i believe if you just hand somebody something it's just for one thing people have to feel value and 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 things yep. and that's there's no value in that yep yeah, exactly. And the the hard work that goes into something, and you know, when you have to do some of the work, then the the outcome or the the benefit that you get back feels so much sweeter. So it's almost like preparing them to enjoy the fruits of their labor and you know enjoy the finer things in life. Absolutely. Um, properly. Whereas if there was no work that goes into it, I think your sense of enjoyment is just really diminished on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing, and I'm so impressed by it. And um, Liam, I'd love to learn a little bit about where, I got, what are the things about Lego investing that you really like? And what are some of the things that you are less excited about? So my, my least excited is probably waiting. Because I just, I just, I just have to thing in my room taking a little bit of room up. And my most favorite part is kind of having, uh, <laughs> I don't really know. I, I, I don't know. I just like it. Lego investing. I think it's fun. And then I have convincing your dad stuff. to open up one occasionally is probably your favorite part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that turns into this. Yeah. And, um, so you mentioned waiting is your least favorite part. I think a lot of people would agree with that. But yeah. when you're waiting and when values are going up, do you ever check on the values or are you waiting for dad to come and tell you, okay, now it's time to sell? Sometimes I might ask him. Sometimes I wouldn't. Um, but I might 
You, I've seen you looking up sets and like especially yeah. His, sometimes I have his old ones that have, he doesn't quite have complete anymore. He's look looking them up and realizing the value in those, and he's definitely looking up the ones he has in stock. Yeah, he's keeping a close eye on uh, the Forge and the Mandalorian starship and Brothor and Boba Fett and the Bespin, um, Bespin. duel. And what else you got in there? I think that's it. That's it. So uh, even though it's it's annoying to have to wait before you sell them, whenever you check them and you realize the value is now twenty dollars more than the last time you checked it, is is isn't that exciting when you realize yeah, I, that your stuff has gone up? Yeah, like that happened to my the Mandalorian Starfighter. Like I mm. I got it around when I was like sixty, and it went up to eighty, then it went up to hundred. No, you bought that. Lower than sixty. Well, sixty was the retail for it. Yeah, but I got it on sale, and then after the sale was over, it was like sixty bucks. Then it went up to eighty. Then hundred. He bought that for thirty-one. Twenty. No, thirty-one. Yeah, thirty-one. Is your average? Is our average on that one? We were so you are doing phenomenally well on that investment. <laughs> yeah. And we have like five hundred of those babies. Well, actually, we probably <laughs> we have about three hundred or two fifty left. We have a lot. <laughs> We fired it's them off recently and sent them in, um, some of them. And then, you know, I'm waiting for Gar Saxon, man. I'm, he needs to pop up on uh, some some Disney Plus or something, man. Just come across our screen there. Maybe tonight. Bump uh, up that demand a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he, I think he, he is, man, he is really awesome. I would love to see that guy in live action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That so, cool. so you're selling on Amazon. Do you also sell on other platforms? Is it all Amazon? Mm -hmm. I, I sell eBay with uh, some of the returns that come okay. in bad shape. Okay. Yeah. And how has the journey for Amazon been? Because I know that it's relative, it's pretty new for you. And, you know, you just started for Lego, right? Like you weren't selling on Amazon before Lego investing? Correct. This okay. is Amazon. So, Amazon. We are new to Amazon as far as about a year now. How have you found it so far in general? It's been um, good. You know, surprisingly good. It was a lot. It was uh, scary getting ungated. I wasn't sure if we were going to make it on there or not. That seemed to be a big hurdle. And it wasn't so bad once we got it done. And it was, you know, we had to learn everything, how to do every little thing. Make, and we made a few mistakes. Um, you know, the boxes we were trying to pack them in were too big. or might weigh a pound. We were, you know trying to figure out if we should do pallets or this and that because of the volume we had and uh, realizing that, you know, just sending a little bit at a time and just feeling the waters on them is, is, is important too when, yeah. throughout the year if you're just trying to test out and maybe send a dozen in versus 50. And, um, you know, um, but it wasn't that bad overall. It was, it was good. It was okay. And I, I really wish I had someone to, that had done it before. Like this guy's so lucky that I'm gonna be showing him all this stuff. Like in mm -hmm. a couple of years, I think he doesn't need to work at uh, Subway or Subway. or restaurants like I did, and he can he can he can do this if he wants for his job, you know. And I can teach him; he can work from home. And um, but uh, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with Amazon. I love it. I don't know what I'd do without it because to sell one by one on eBay, I think would be very just time consuming. And yeah. we had a little scare earlier this year. Remember? Everyone was getting blocked, and oh my gosh, I thought, what are we going to do? 
if we have to sell one by one, like this is going to be a full time job for me. I'm going to have to just start getting after sales day after day, just, you know, schedule UPS to come pick up, you know, three days a week or whatever. Yeah. Just just be busy. Nothing but packing and my life is going to be busy, busy, you know. And so we're grateful for Amazon and the opportunities it's given us and the um, sales it's given us, too. Yeah. And really simplifying and, you know, making it more scalable, you know, and you're, you've quickly grown this thing to a B it's substantial volume. And, um, you know, so the numbers that you're doing now, having the ability to just pack them all up, ship them out to somebody else and let them take care of order fulfillment and stuff. It's, uh, it becomes pretty important when you're talking about the level that you're, you've already, already come to. Mm -hmm. Um, all right guys. So I'd love to, just before we start to close out here, um, one thing I'd love to ask you is, what are your what is one thing that maybe you would advise to somebody else who was first starting um you know and i'd love to to get an idea from both of you so if somebody came to you and said i'm thinking about being a lego investor i've never done it before um what is one thing that you would think that they should think about and liam i'll start with you what is something that you know if you're talking to uh, someone in your school and he was asking about you know do lego sets really go up in value what how do i pick the right ones. What do I do? What's one little tip that you would give to him? Um, I don't know. Maybe like look at some videos of it and look on, um, I'd say look at the minifigures, see if they're like only in that set. And I mentioned a few YouTubers, mainly you, cause your videos I'm learning from them. I appreciate that. And I mean, you gave two incredibly useful tips right there. They're very important things. Firstly, research before you dive in. It is very, very important. Make sure that you've done a little bit of due diligence before getting involved. And unique minifigures. Really, really, um, I'm, I'm really impressed by that, Liam, that approach, because I know a lot of people who are doing very big numbers with the Lego investing, and they never even look at minifigures in the box. And so the fact that you're doing that is really impressive. And I think that you have a massive advantage over other Star Wars Lego investors because you understand the minifigures at a deeper level than they do. So that's really impressive and really, really good tip. Uh, <laughs> William, what about you? What's something that you think someone should pay attention to in the beginning? Um, just their ability to see it through and have patience, you know, and, 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 and educate themselves and all the things that aren't the fun parts, right? Um, because this is a um, this is a long race, you know. This is not a quick, rich, uh, you know, yep. get rich quick scheme, right? You're not gonna go dump money into Tesla and make ten percent in one day, like they did yesterday. I think um, you, you're gonna have to do some in, in investigation, and you're gonna have to spend a lot of time and educate yourself and you know, make some decisions and plan. You've got a lot of preparation to do. So be prepared to be prepared. Like you've got to do it's, um, you know, in order to solve this crime, you got to do a lot of investigating. Right. So, um, that doesn't probably make any sense, but that's my expertise aside from Lego. So, um, yeah, so, uh, just gotta have a lot of patience and be willing to, to, to ride it out for a couple of years before you start making money possibly, you know, and it's it, yeah. and, it, and it is risky. It's an investment, you know, and so you need to be willing to risk that money. Don't put your your livelihood on the line. 
you know, uh, we, we now have a, I have two separate accounts and it, one's my business account and the other is my private account. And I don't mix them very much right now. We don't make much profit. I say, because I just, I'm snowballing and right now I'm rolling it over and I take a little bit of profit, you know, some things to treat the family to some stuff that we enjoy, maybe vacation and stuff and a little mm -hmm. of this, that, but we, you know, we've, um, we try to just keep them separated in, until we've, been doing it for a while and comfortable and then you know and now we're you know starting to take a little profit for ourselves and have some fun with it love it so it's not something that someone can say oh i'm going to start making money and just start blowing it and enjoying it and buying whatever i want to buy with it is it, you know you're going to need to set it aside for a while yeah and, and let it grow let it you know reinvest it in different things and really i think what it boils down to a couple of different points that you made there is to treat this like a business right it's not you know a lot of people can do it like a hobby and just buy duplicates of every set that they're building and everything. but if you really want to go at this property there's you got to think about it like a business from multiple different directions you got to have the patience of a business owner you have to have the discipline of a business owner you have to know that there's going to be a couple of obstacles that you're going to need to overcome like a business owner and you know at the same time and know that you're not going it's not going to be a get rich quick thing um but at the same time then you mentioned you know take a little bit off the table so that you can treat your family or you can treat yourself so you can enjoy the fruits of your labor because that is going to remind you of what you're doing this for right it's going to remind you that you are adding value to your life you're adding extra financial security to your life over time uh, you know maybe that will take a little while to manifest itself so Earlier on, you could take a little bit back, have a treat, you know, once a year or whatever, um, or more often. But definitely think that's an important point as well, one that is often overlooked. So, guys, this was amazing. Um, my very last question really is just about the future. What are you guys thinking? You know, what's your what's your future plans for your Lego investing business? How big do you want to grow this thing? Do you think it's going to be you'll grow it to a comfortable level? And then, you know, stop growing and start taking all the profits off the table and just let the the business turn over at that stage? Or are you thinking, you know, I want to go as far as we can take this thing and, you know, quit everything else and have a warehouse of Lego and, you know, go as big as we can take it. What are your thoughts about the future for Lego investing? Uh, right now, I just plan on growing more and more. I'm going to double down and I'm going to try to keep it going. Um my only drawback to that is making sure that, you know, Amazon's going to be there for us because we, you know, or another platform where we can send in volume. So that's my only drawback. I don't want to grow too much and then have the rug pulled out from underneath me, my avenue for offloading this stuff. So because the options then is to one by one it or sell it in bulk to someone else for, you know, whatever we can get for it. And that's my only fear. Mm -hmm. we have too much inventory and then something happens and Amazon decides they're not going to allow us to do this anymore or whatever. Anything's possible. Um, so there might be come a time where we could um, stop growing. I think we'd be comfortable to be honest right now. We've converted our house into storage. So uh, there's Lego everywhere. we have our spare bedroom, our dining room, our study, I have a theater over here that we're about to convert. Uh, the playroom is going to be full of it. And we, we have thousands of sets in our house and, and, you know, we do a pretty good job of keeping that away from the common areas. And I don't really want to get into storage. I don't really want to do it. So as long as we can, yeah. uh, you know, 
keep doing it there. I'll, I'll, I think we have a little bit more room to grow, maybe yeah. another year or two, and then I'll reevaluate it. If I feel like maybe there's a new outlet to sell all this stuff, you know, then I'll grow even more. Otherwise, there's a good possibility I'd probably stop. Yeah. And I mean, you can start taking profits off the table a little bit, you know, yeah. leave it at that level and start taking profits back. If you do that for a couple of years, what you're going to find is the profit that you've taken back off the table may more than cover your initial investment in the business, you know, the, the different things. At that point, it's all the turnover that's happening is all happening on profit and you've got no no risk in the game anymore because you've taken all your your initial investment back. Sure. So, um I love it. Yeah, this was just so fun. Uh, guys, th thank you so much for, for your time. Um, I just love it. And Liam, you know, keep it up. I'm so inspired by you at your age, picking Lego investments, looking at unique minifigures and different things that, you know, people much older than you are snoozing on. So I love it. You've picked some really good Lego sets from what I've heard. Uh, keep going and keep, you know, letting me know um, in, you know, the in the group and different things how it goes for you and how your next Lego picks go for you when you sell these ones and different things. Cause I'm really curious about how it all turns out. William, uh, thanks for the insights on your, you know, your parenting ment mentality and different things about introducing your family to this business. Uh, very, very inspiring stuff and uh, a kind of a, a perspective that it's not a, it's not common enough that we hear. So I really appreciate your time guys. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and I'll see you guys soon. Bye Shane. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star rating. It really does help us to bring you amazing content. And if you want to learn more about building an income with Lego, check out BrickBucks.net or find us on YouTube at BrickBucks to learn about Lego investing.